Well, happy December, everybody. Paul Turner here from thediscipleproject.net. And I'm glad that you could join me today for the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. And uh, lots of fun things to share today. I'm going to be sharing a little bit about my adventures at the National Youth Workers Conference and some big news that I'm going to kick off with. Uh, that is my new book, Prepared for Impact, is out. And technically, it's not my new book. It is, but it isn't. Because uh, several months ago, well, last year, in fact, around the same time, I had actually put a book out, uh, same title, worked with a friend of mine named Ryan Latham on the book. And um, the company that, uh, the, the publishers that took up our book uh, wound up going out of business and um, and took our money. And uh, so no book was, in fact, published. It got my hopes up. I was greatly disappointed. Uh, but uh, this year, I am happy to bring to you the fact that uh, I have a book called Prepare for Impact, and it is available uh, at shop.thedisciplesproject.net. And the book, by the way, I'm going to have the author on, my friend Ryan Latham, who helped me uh, with the book, and we're going to discuss, because the whole book, uh, its subtitle is 12 Keys to Unlock You and Your Youth Ministry, and it goes really through the the planning process. It is the, the planning process is the secret sauce to successful anything. I mean, if you if you look at anything well-planned, uh, you're going to find some success in that. And so that's the goal of the book is to help you as a youth worker become uh, well-planned out, uh, to think ahead, to discover some of these keys that we talk about in here that are um, are going to be critical to, uh, you know, getting certain programs off the ground or to uh, executing on certain events or whatever it may be. And I just, you know, if you look at... Uh, uh, let me speak to this. My failures, just about all my failures that I've experienced is because I simply did not plan well. I did not, I forgot something. I did not think about this part. I did not, you know, there was something that was not well thought out, whether it's a game that fails because I just did not plan ahead. And uh, and what this book is going to do is going to help you think in those realms and those terms, you know, those terms to be able to think through some of your events. And it is packed. By the way, this book is, it's only about 100 pages long. Uh, it goes through 12 different keys. It goes through some of my stories uh, in youth ministry uh, and some things that worked out really terribly and it worked, and some things that worked out really well. Uh, and Ryan offers a ton of great information on his planning process filled with questions. Each chapter has four to five questions uh, that, you know, we should consider. And it just takes you on a journey. This is not a, a, a one-time book, by the way. This is a book that I think you'll be able to refer to, uh, go back through, write in, highlight, all that kind of good stuff. And so you can pick it up at shop.thedisciplesproject.net, and I will mail you a book. Um, you can do it that way, or it is available on Amazon. All these links, by the way, are going to be available in the show notes below. So... That's that. I'm super excited about it uh, because I'm super excited because I get to bring it to you and give you some resources that will help you in your youth ministry. I'm glad it came out now because January 2018 is right around the corner, and I would uh, rather you guys be super prepared uh, for the next year than unprepared because unprepared does not bode well uh, in the youth ministry world, or in life for that matter. So, um, But today I want to share with you just some thoughts and ideas and experiences that I had from the National Youth Workers Conference. And for those of you that I got a chance to meet there uh, uh, in your list, I want to say hello 
and thank you for being a part uh, of the National Youth Workers Conference and just showing up. Big shout out to CJ. CJ has uh, CJ Burroughs. He has a um, a podcast of his own coming out, and I got to meet him there. I met him through uh, my YouTube channel, and he leaves comments there all the time. So I want to thank say thanks to CJ, and he allowed me the privilege of uh, doing a little intro for his podcast. So I'm sort of excited to hear that. So I will pass that on to you guys as we uh, get further along, and he sends me a link and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but I want to encourage you guys with this because you said, Paul, what's the big deal? You're talking about National Youth Workers Conference. Well, National Youth Workers Conference is put on by Youth Specialties, and it's been around for 40, 50 years. And uh, I had an opportunity early on uh, in the early 90s. Uh, I remember going to these uh, these conferences, and they were just this explosion of thought. It was just this massive just, I don't even know what to call it. In the early 90s, it was just a madness. It was just like you showed up and craziness you knew was about to happen. Everything from you didn't know what to expect in the in the, the, the big, what they call the big rooms, you know, the big where the key speaker is there. And, you know, there were surprise guests and amazing speakers. And by the way, that tradition has continued, uh, you know, but I cut my teeth on this conference and I remember sitting there and listening to guys like Doug Fields or um, Jim Burns or <clears throat> any number, uh, Marv Penner, uh, Duffy Robbins, all these guys that I were really mentors to me at that point. And I can remember going through and just um, devouring the information. And it was just Amazing. It was, uh, and I also said, I guess I had enough hubris in me as a young man to say, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to have the opportunity to stand up in front of these folks. That that floats my boat to connect with other youth workers to pass on what I learned. And I remember sending in various uh, requests to be a speaker. And maybe at my 10 year mark, that may have been a little bit early. Uh, for me, maybe, but I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to pass it on. I'm going to, I'm going to pass, you know, throw my hat in the ring. And of course, I received several, you know, nice uh, emails back, letting me know that the the bookings had been filled and that uh, I would not be one of them. Uh, but you know what? I always kept that hope afloat uh, to say, you know, what one day I'd really like to do that. And and long before you know, that I got this opportunity. Obviously, I've been doing this now. I've been doing this podcast for now almost two years. Uh, I've been doing, you know, YouTube. I've, I've really been trying to to sow the seeds early and get out there and say, look, I'm not going to wait on other people. I'm not going to wait on a conference. I'm not going to wait for people to invite me to come to it. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put my stuff out there. And that may encourage some of you out there that say, I have something to pass on. Well, go ahead and put your information out there. Go ahead and get that stuff out there. And by the way, I wasn't chosen to or asked to speak or to do anything with the National Youth Workers Conference based on my podcast, based on um, you know my YouTube channel, based on my blog. It really wasn't based on any of that. What really happened was that one year I said, you know what? After about a dozen or so of these, I'd pretty much done everything that they had to offer there, but I didn't serve. And uh, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go one year and I'm just going to serve. I'm just going to go and and. Just serve other youth workers. That's putting up things and and taking down things and running things from here to there. And you know what? Through that one little thing there, right? We think, well, that's no big deal. But I got to encounter so many people there 
and I eventually ran into uh, and connected with a guy named Jacob Eckenberger, and uh, he wound up asking me later on if I was interested in, in doing some writing and blogging and for the um, for the Youth Specialties blog, which you can go over there to youthspecialties.com and check out the blog over there. I have some articles over there. And um, and in reality, you know, the for all for all my effort to get to a place where I thought I should be early in life, really boiled down to, you know what, I basically served my way in. Because I had really no aspirations. I just said, I'm going to show up. I'm going to serve. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do something for youth workers I had never done before uh, and just serve at this event. And uh, that wound up being the key. And I think that's an important spiritual principle um, that we need to live by, right? We need to serve our way into the places that we want to be. Uh, And that's just a a simple note of advice to any of you that have any other aspirations. You may be young in the ministry and you say, I feel like I I have a greater calling or a a kingdom calling, if you will, to to share messages, to uh, do those things. May I just encourage you to serve your way into that. And, and if it happened for me, by the way, it can happen for you. God is no respecter of persons, by the way. So when it comes to salvation, and I don't believe he's a respecter of persons when it comes to opening doors of opportunity, if we're willing to, you know, give our our effort and our heart to serve others. And, uh, and that's just how I got there. But there's far more to this story that uh, I want to share with you guys today. Just a couple of moments that this was a, a blast for me. And um, I want to thank all the guys that uh, that served with me, by the way, that, that we were a team. It wasn't just me. It was me and a bunch of <clears throat> other guys that uh, we worked together to really uh, bring <clears throat> excuse me, some value to uh, other youth workers, guys like Matt Larkin and Ryan Schmall and Corey Jones and Daryl Rich, uh, Nick Mann, Scott Osborne, Chase Snyder, um, uh, Ash uh, Sanfilippo. And a bunch of other guys who really just made it made it happen. Just a bunch of guys who love Jesus uh, and wanted to love and, and serve other youth workers. Um, my roommate, uh, another guy, Kent Burstrom, uh, he had to. There's uh, just before the conference really even started, um, God had some other plans. And uh, the night that Kent and I we were at the the big room there, and um, and Bob Goff spoke. And if you're not familiar with Bob Goff, Bob Goff is the author of Love Does, and he's telling all these great stories as only Bob does. And, um, and he has, uh, you know, these times where he's talking about reaching out and loving people that are creepy and loving people that are not like us. And, and, uh, you know, he tells the story in the Bible of, uh, Nicodemus who was blind and is crying out and saying, you know, son of David, have mercy on me. And, and Jesus just asks him, says, what do you, what do you want? And Nicodemus says, well, I just, I want to be healed. And, and Jesus does what he had asked. And so after the, that, me and uh, Kent wound up going to the airport and, and we had to go drop off his, you know, car. And I said, well, let me just come, I'll come with you. Cause who wants to do that kind of stuff by themselves? And, uh, and so we wound up going there and there was a young, uh, Arabic woman who was, uh, just sitting outside and had a 15 month old son with her and, and she literally cried out 
and, and said, can you help me? And directed mostly at Kent because he was closer. And uh, we were on our way to pick up our, our Uber to get back to the hotel. And, and this woman cr- literally just cries out and says, can you help me? And Kent slows down and sits on the bench and listens to her story. And I'm standing there kind of praying along and listening as well. And she had just landed from um, Dubai, uh, where she was running from an abusive marriage. And, uh, and she was literally just sitting there, and, and her parents were not going to take her back. In fact, she had even shared thoughts of uh, calling the police and having her come pick up her child uh, because she did not know how she was going to take care of her, uh, take care of the, the child. And, um, and we were just heartbroken by this, that the, here's this young lady, who is turned out by her family, was not going to be picked up, was going to literally sit outside of this airport until something happened. And she cried out. And, uh, and Kent, praise the Lord that, you know, Kent and I were, happened to be there and was able to, to listen. And so we said, okay, what do you want to do? Well, she said, I have a friend in Indianapolis and I liked, I could go there. And so, well, Okay, we said, all right, well then we'll get you on a bus to Indianapolis. Well, Kent happens to be a uh, a youth pastor in Indianapolis. And so we thought, well, that was unique. And so he was able to connect with her and share some information and so forth. And well, we wound up getting in our Uber. And our Uber driver, by the way, shout out to Maurice, because Maurice was phenomenal because he shows up and we say, listen, change of plans. We're not going back to the hotel right away. We have to take this young lady to the uh, bus station because uh, we're going to get her on a bus and we're going to get her to Indianapolis where she can be safe and have ch- you know care for her child and all that kind of good stuff to kind of put her life back together. And Maurice said, well, that's fine. And, and turns out that Maurice happened to be a minister and uh, was a uh, had lived in Indianapolis for 20 years. And so that just, you know, there's nothing in those necessarily that, that, that it just made it a, a it just complements the story, I think, to the fact that uh, God was, was in this because we, uh, you know, he just was committed. He was going to get us to where we needed to go. He waited, uh, loaded up the baby, all these various things, waited at the bus stop for us. We eventually got this young lady on a bus. We got her tickets got her some food, all these various things. And we wound up uh, taking, uh, you know, her to the bus station and got her settled. And, and she was on a bus six hours later. Now I say that because, you know, that we go to the these conferences and things looking for God to do amazing things and learn amazing things and gain all this knowledge. And for me, that was the whole conference. That's the whole reason I showed up. Yeah, there was other things I was going to do. I was about to go and speak. My dreams were about to be fulfilled. I was about to get up in front of youth workers on a on a national scale and and share with people. And I just thought this is you know. And you know what? Everything after that moment paled in comparison because of what God had set up. And He just blew my mind. He just blew God blew my mind and said, "You know what, Paul? All that speaking, all that sharing, all that doing, all that stuff, and being the man and all that stuff. You know what? That's really not the thing. The real thing is when you hear somebody cry out and you're able to meet a need. And uh, like Bob Cobb had said, right? Just Jesus saying, "What do you want?" And then we were able to just love this young lady. Uh, she didn't understand God from a hole in the ground, really. She really didn't understand why we were helping her, why we were going to the lengths we were doing. 
and my hope and prayer is that you'll pray for this young lady that, uh, you know, she'll understand that maybe not now, uh, but maybe in time she'll say, you know what? God really did hear my cry. God heard my cry and asked me, what do I want? And was able to get me to a safe place and, and to restore, you know, uh, my hope and, and, and maybe she even finds Christ. So, uh, that was a cool uh, moment that set the whole pace for that. But if I could share maybe just one other uh, moment from the national youth workers conference, um, that was just a ton of fun besides the fact that, yes, I mean, we played as, as, as a bunch of youth workers, we did what was called the ideas lab. We did about an hour and a half worth of games. We played about 12 hours and 12, sorry, 12 hours, 12 games in about an hour, uh, hour and a half. And, uh, just helping youth workers, you know, do all that. Then we did a bunch of interviews at the Y the ideas lab and all that. But one of the key moments for me was, um, uh, we did a session together called, uh, discipling the busy teen and using all these various, looking at the different facets of ministry, uh, to connect with kids. And my part was to do a small group section, you know, a small group time with this, a group of about 120 people in the room. And, uh, and my point was to be super practical. If you don't know anything, if you're new to this podcast, first of all, thank you for joining. Uh, but if you don't know anything about me, you'll know this, that I am super practical, that I like to do things in real time. It's not just theory. It's we're going to do this right now because what, what better time is there to do it than right now? And so in the room, there's a bunch of people in there. Uh, several of them are, are older folks and um, older than me, maybe. And, uh, and so uh, I happen to be very social savvy. I love using social media uh, to connect and to disciple students. And so I encouraged them. I said, look, we're going to break up into small groups. And uh, we're actually going to, if you're, raise your hand if you're not very savvy, you know, in social media, we're going to help you. And a bunch of people raise their hand. I said, all right, the rest of you that are social savvy, gather around those who are not social savvy. So there's about a dozen or, or more maybe people in the room who are older, uh, are not really, don't really connect, and they've never really connected with their students uh, through social media. And there was one guy up front uh, who was just, he worked with junior high students, and he looked like he worked with junior high students, an older guy, probably about my age, mid, mid-40s or so. And... Um, and he, he, you know, was trying to figure out, the, and this was so awesome to see. If you can just picture a bunch of uh, four or five socially savvy youth workers, younger, working with older generations to help them create a piece of content to connect with their students. So these are people who have never posted on Instagram. They've never done a video. They've never sent a, you know, uh, a, a video text. They've never done any of these, <clears throat> any of these things. And, and here I'm watching these generations of youth workers work together so that these older generations can figure out ways to connect with their kids on social media to be able to disciple, ask questions. So I said, listen, go ahead and, uh, and do this and create something. Ask your kids a question. And so uh, the gentleman up front, I heard him. I'm just watching them produce the video, watching somebody hold the phone while they're you know, ask, talking to their kids and letting them know they're at a conference. And this gentleman up front asked his kids, I could hear him say, do you like egos? And I just thought that was just the funniest question. But I said, what, what other question would a junior high youth pastor ask his kids? Right. I just said, do you like egos? And, um, and I said, listen, we're going to do a little contest. You know, whoever has the most likes, maybe we'll, we'll applaud you and so forth. And, um, and the, and the guy said, how do I know if they like it? And, um, 
He said, uh, so I said, okay, you guys around there, show them how the likes work. Okay, show them uh, whether people are going to like it or not. And after that, the um, we went on, talked a little bit more. And then at the very end of everything, after two or three other speakers got up after me, uh, the, the this guy comes up running to me and and says, listen. He, said, he just grabs a hold of me and says, I got three likes. He was so stoked. He was so excited that he was able to connect with his students that it was just a, uh, it was just a, for me, it was just a great opportunity to say, listen, you know, that, that the practicalities of ministry, the, the showing, the doing, all those things are just super important. And, um, and it just really, you know, blessed me that this guy was blessed to, you know, know that he had made a connection with his students. And now hopefully all these folks who were in there were able to then use that uh, new skill uh, to be able to move, speak life into uh, into their kids. And whether that's doing a question of the day or doing a little video or video devotion or something like that, maybe confidence was gained. Because, you know, as you get older, you tend to maybe wane in confidence uh, as to your own relevancy. Uh, you know, and you say, well, nobody wants to hear from me. Nobody wants that. And maybe you're an older youth worker listening to this and you're saying, yeah, Paul, that's me. Well, let me tell you something. It's not too late for you to do the things you want to do and you don't count yourself out. And this is the, uh, part of the podcast where, uh, you know, where I want to encourage you to, uh, stay motivated because that's what this is about. It's about saying, listen, uh, this podcast is about keeping you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Well, if you'll stay motivated, if you'll look at your life and look at whether you're young or whether you're old and say, listen, I still have something to bring to the table here. I still feel like God can do some things in me and through me. And I hope that, you know, my experience, it's just these simple stories that I'm sharing. I'm, there's nothing special about me. I'm just a dude sitting at my kitchen table, talking into a microphone to you guys saying, listen, if I can do this and God can do this in me. God can do this in you. So I want to encourage you to do something practical, you know, do something with your dreams, do something that's your passion, uh, do something in those areas that will keep you motivated, which I hopefully I'm doing, but also will keep your youth ministry moving forward. Act on some of those things that you are, are in your gut that God's dropped into you that maybe you're a little afraid to try or afraid to do. And I'm just telling you, God will show up big. If you'll take some some steps and you'll take one step, God will take 10 steps. And uh, and you'll begin to see, you know, God working and doing some crazy stuff in your life the way he just did with me and a couple other guys at the National Youth Workers Conference. So don't sell yourself out. Don't sell yourself short. Don't think that God's done with you because he's not. Uh, God is still very much alive and well during this uh, Advent season. It is a time of miracles. And so I want to encourage you today, if you are uh, a guest, thanks for joining, hanging out, being a part of the conversation today. I would love for you to give the uh, podcast a review. And, um, and you can go over to iTunes, link in the description, uh, and just say, listen, I, I'd love to just leave a few stars and maybe a comment about today's episode. Uh, I have a lot of interviews coming up with a lot of the people from the team uh, that I served with in the National Youth Workers Conference there. And so lots of great interviews coming forward this month and as well uh, into the new year. So uh, great stuff is happening. Would love you to leave a review and maybe even share this with somebody else. But but that's it for today, guys. Appreciate you guys hanging out, being a part. And uh, I hope that you are staying motivated 
And I pray that your youth ministry is moving forward. So until next time, guys, we'll see you then. Bye-bye.